0: can't do that sort of thing. But we like breaks, right? And so um, in my family, we have a tradition that, um, you know, it, it's not like, you know, we made this up. It's kind of a thing, right? Aloha Friday. That on Friday, after working hard five days out of the week, when we get home on Friday, we like to, you know, eat well. You know, sometimes it's it's just a frozen pizza from Costco, but sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's lumpia and, you know, Korean chicken and kimchi and all such, sorts of good stuff. And then, um, I let the kids stay up late. So we'll stay up late watching movies or we'll like, you know play video games or play board games. My son is a monster at the game of life. I lose to him all the time. I don't know how he does it. Hopefully he does beat me in the actual game of life. That's kind of the whole point of a parent is that you want your kid to, to beat you in the game of life, to be better than you. But we do this thing because we figure you work really hard all week long. You put in the work and then you get to relax a little bit. You get to relax a little bit. Well, uh, about a couple months ago, we were doing this, and um, I wake up really early in the morning. Uh, If any of my students can attest to that, they'll they'll email me at like 10 o'clock at night, and then they'll get the response at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning when I actually wake up to, to check my email. And... Because I wake up early in the morning, when we do Aloha Friday, sometimes I'm the first one out <laughs> because I'm so tired that I just, like, we'll be there playing a board game, and then I, like, in my kid's room, and I'll just kind of, like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lie down here real quick on, on the carpet. I'll, I don't need to sit on a chair, we'll just go on the carpet, and oh, we can just, I'll just, yeah, I'll lay it down, and then. <laughs> and so I'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning. Passed out on the ground in my kid's bedroom. Like, whoa! I gotta get to my bed. Well, one time I did this, and I, I still had my sunglasses on. And I went back to my bed. And I woke up the next morning, and I couldn't find my sunglasses. I was like, oh no, because they're prescription sunglasses, and they're Oakleys. it are like my first pair of Oakleys, and I got them like back in 2010, thanks to my medical insurance. And I really like these glasses, okay? Because they also make me look kind of mean, and I like that. Well. I couldn't find them anywhere all over the house. problem was that morning I had a Spartan race to do and I don't run without my sunglasses because the light is really bad for my eyes. So then I had to borrow sunglasses from my son Enzo and he does not take care of his things at all. He's learning, but he doesn't. And his have all like scratches on and they're like the $5 Ross sunglasses. So I put those on, do the thing. I come home, I still can't find my sunglasses. (sighs) Oh no, because there's that feeling, there's that empty... Hit feeling in your stomach where like something that you really need or really like and you can't find it and then I'm just calculating like, oh man, I'm going to have to spend more money. Oh. How many of us have ever lost something and we're just crushed by that loss? We're crushed by that loss. Ella, talk to me. Your what? Your rights? You've lost your rights? Okay. I don't I don't have a whole lot of time to open this one up, but I'd love to hear about it when you come back from break during study hall sometime, how you lost your rights. All right, Amanda. Ooh, you lost your sketchbook. That's pretty important to you, yeah? Yeah, that, that's awful. All right, um, here, I'm gonna come around on the side. Jake, talk to me. What'd you lose? You lost your phone? <gasps> Ooh, I bet you got busted. All right, Marissa, don't let me down. You are crushed because you slept in and lost breakfast, but I'm sure lunch was immediately following thereafter. All right, Zeke, last one, last one, Zeke. All right, what'd you lose? (gasps) Your pet? What kind of pet was this, man? It's a pet lizard. Oh. Like a, like a gecko or like a Jackson chameleon? Ooh. Did you ever find it? It got eaten by birds? Oh my gosh, that's a horrible story. <laughs> All right, I can't resist. One more, one more. You lost your rabbit? It, it ran away? And was there suddenly an overpopulation of rabbits in your neighborhood? Oh, okay, because they, t- they tend to do that. They, they multiply. But yeah, that feeling when you lose something, especially if it's important to you, it's just like, <gasps> and then worry and anxiety starts to set in. And you start to wonder, like, how am I going to carry on without, without my bunny? How am I going to carry on without my phone? People in the back rows, seriously, talk to me. If you were to lose your phone right now, could you make it through fall break? I said back row. Front row, y'all, are like, I don't care. I don't have no phone. The back rows, they live and die on this device. Okay? Heads up, parents. You want to hit your kids where it hurts? That's where it hurts. All right? But there's that empty pit feeling when we lose something. When we lose something. Jesus talks about losing stuff. He tells this parable in Luke 15. Okay? Come on, I had this all set up. And it says this. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. So, very, very shady characters. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Okay? This is Luke 15. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Okay? So I could hit up the 10th grade class on this one with parables because I just had a, a unit on that one. But I'm running out of time, so we've got to move fast. So the story. Jesus hanging out with some very shady characters, tax collectors and sinners. Tax collectors, think IRS agents. Most people don't like these people. Actually, the, the people sitting in the back row over there aren't necessarily fans of the IRS, uh, especially around April 15th. Um, but these guys were even shadier than that. And sinners, these are just generally like, not cool people. People who are like not following the ways of God, kind of doing their own thing. And these teachers of the law, these Pharisees, they think they have it all down. They say, why are you hanging out with these people? Jesus, why are you hanging out with these people? So Jesus tells them this story about sheep. Now, here's the thing. In the story, he says, which one of you, having 100 sheep, loses one, will leave all the 99 sheep alone in the open field and go after the one that's missing? Okay? Yeah. Katie's like, "Uh, I wouldn't. Because a 1% loss in business is acceptable. When I used to work at Starbucks, I was a shift manager at Starbucks, and if we had a 3% food loss, that was okay. Ah, that's all right, we'll make it up later. A 1% loss in business, not bad. Okay, at the end of the day, it's not bad. You still got 99, because what happens? How many of us have ever had experience with sheep? Didn't think so in East Honolulu, okay? Sheep are stupid. And the moment you leave those 99, guess where they're all going to go? (laughs) All over the place. So of course, when Jesus is telling this parable to these Pharisees, they're all thinking, no, we wouldn't go after the one. That's dumb. Okay? Because that's how they are. They think it's not worth it to go after the one thing that was lost. In their economy, it's not worth it to leave 99 on the hillside to go after one. But Jesus isn't talking about their economy. He's talking about God's economy. Okay? And in God's economy, that one is worth it. That one is worth it. Okay? Which is why the shepherd goes and searches out that one, finds the one, brings the one back. And it says, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents, one lost sheep who comes back, than 99 people who don't need repentance. Now, we hear that, we read it, and we forget that, well, Jesus could be sarcastic too. Okay? And I think it sounded like this. There would be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 people, 99 righteous people who don't need to repent. Seriously. What's Jesus really saying there? He's saying that we all need to repent. And these self righteous Pharisees who think they have it all down, who think that they don't need to extend the love of God to sinners and tax collectors, are missing the point. And so as we bring this to a close, I want to just, I want you to know that God loves you. That you might have had a rough quarter. You may not feel set up for the year. Okay? But God loves you so much he'd go after you. You might be feeling like, "Mm, done some stuff not really feeling like my walk is straight and narrow. It's all right. Flip a yui. head on back. God will take you back. And by the way, I found my sunglasses. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the time that we've had to gather and to worship and to hear from your word. We pray that we would always know that we are loved by you in such a way uh, that is radical, that would leave um, 99 and go after us alone. And I pray that you let the students know that this morning as they go from this place, we lift that up in Jesus' name. Amen.